This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath, live from Washington, D.C. BetQL Studios. We're filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. We'll be with you for the next four hours right here on You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM up until 7 o'clock Eastern time. We got a lot to get to. We got breaking news. I'm sure people have heard by now that Pete Carroll is no longer the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. We will get into all that, but you can watch the show on twitch.tv slash betql. You can also find us on YouTube slash Odyssey Sports. We will also be on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Kate Constable will join us over the next couple hours. Mark Drumheller will talk to Isaac Trotter as well, talk some college hoops with him. But uh, Ryan, another day, and uh, we got a lot of football news to get to today. Yeah, tons to get to, obviously. Uh, we start this morning, Chicago going to keep Matt Eberflus, but Luke Getze uh, has been fired as offensive coordinator. And, um, you know, Wink Martindale obviously out Mm -hmm. as defensive coordinator for the Giants. But I'm shocked with the Pete Carroll news. More shocked by this or Vrabel yesterday? Pete Carroll, actually. Mike Vrabel. So so with Vrabel, I kind of figured Vrabel was out. I did not know that Mike Vrabel was going to be fired. I I just kind of thought with Bill Belichick, possibly uh, with the Patriots moving on from Bill here in the next couple days or whenever that's going to go down, if it even does go down, I thought that that would be Vrabel's dream spot. And, you know, I kind of saw the writing on the wall there that maybe he was going to look to go elsewhere. But here with Pete Carroll, now, when I first got in, I thought it looked like Pete Carroll was fired. He's going to remain with the team. He's going to be an advisor. And we also have to remember with Pete Carroll, he's 73 years old. But I thought last year when they didn't go with a project quarterback, they didn't move up for a quarterback. Remember, there were some rumors that maybe they would take uh, Will Levis. I thought when they went with Devin Witherspoon that they were going to look to rebuild that defense, look to win with Geno. And I know Geno regressed really towards the end of last season and then all of this season. But I thought Pete was going to be around for a couple more years. But it makes sense. He's 73 years old. He's going to stick around with the team. I think this probably opens up a spot for maybe Dan Quinn, Mm -hmm. which has me a little excited because my team, the Green Bay Packers, seven-and-a-half-point dogs against the Cowboys. Maybe that'll be a distraction. But, yeah, I did not see Pete Carroll leaving uh, his head coach, leaving the sidelines this year. Did you? I actually kind of did. When we were doing our really? Sunday show from uh, National Harbor, yeah, inside the betting lines, me and J.P. Flame, I-, I thought there was maybe a chance, just because Pete Carroll's obviously getting up there in age. He's had a great run with Seattle, but it just kind of felt like one of those situations where maybe they were ready to move on a little bit. Um, I-, I So I'm not surprised by it. It seems like you know he's not going to be head coach anymore, but he is going to stick with the organization, which I think is a good move yeah. with Seattle. Like you said, Dan Quinn has kind of been the guy who is getting tied to this job right now. And you do bring up an interesting point, Ryan. I mean, we, we saw this in college football. You see it in the NFL, too, sometimes. Like, 
coaches that are tied to some of these other openings and still have football to play, still have, you know, games to prepare for and coach, maybe there is a little bit of a distraction there. So I already was kind of leaning the way of the uh, of the Packers. Really? And now with this Dan Quinn news, it certainly makes it more interesting. But uh, Seattle, so obviously we have seven head coach openings right now, right? Yeah. We have the Panthers, we have the Chargers, we have the Falcons, Commanders, Titans, Raiders, and now the Seahawks. So we were talking about some of the coaching openings yesterday. I mean, of your pecking order, I, I still think you probably would take the Chargers as the top job. But, like, where does the Seahawks fall in, in those uh, list of teams? All right, so I do think I think it's a good job, obviously, in Seattle. But the problem is you have to go against Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers twice a year. You have to go against Sean McVay and the Rams twice a year if they're able to kind of – I know they're in the playoffs and we both like them, um, but if they're able to uh, fix up that defense, you know, they might be around for a couple of years. So I don't think – Seattle wouldn't even be my number one job right now in the uh, NFC. For me, it would be Atlanta, especially if they're able to make a deal for Justin Fields. I would probably look to maybe move up for like a Jaden Daniels um, or go with a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract rather than have to pay Justin Fields when you haven't been able to properly evaluate him because he's been playing behind a terrible offensive line in Chicago for the last couple of years. Yeah. But I mean, I would really like that Atlanta job. They spent, what, the fourth most money on the defensive side of the ball last year. I know some of those guys are aging, but you have Bijan, you have Drake London. You really only need a quarterback. You got to fix up the offensive line a little bit, I know, in Atlanta. But I think that would be a better job in the NFC. But yeah, for me, it's still the Chargers. Problem with the Chargers, though, you're kind of in cap hell. Um, again, on the defensive side of the ball, you got some aging guys. Joey Bosa, rarely ever healthy. Khalil Max, another year older. The J.C. Jackson thing didn't work out, so they moved on from him. Derwin James is still there, but you have Justin Herbert. You know, but I don't really love the wide receivers there. Mike Williams, never healthy. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen had a great season, but rarely healthy. You never get both of those guys healthy for an entire season, and probably you have to move on from one of them financially. I don't think you're going to be able to pay both of them 30 mil next year. And Quentin Johnston looked like a complete bust. Maybe he makes that year two leap, but he didn't look very good. Um, reminded myself when I saw that I had a rookie of the year ticket still uh, in my uh, st- still in the uh, still in the open slips. I didn't yeah. I didn't like to see that. I forgot about that. That wasn't a good pick by myself. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Chargers probably the best job. Except for man, I don't know. Still a tough division, and you have to go against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs twice a year. That's the thing. I, you know, I actually think the Seahawks job is is really a good one. I mean, you were talking about all the weapons in Atlanta. Like, think about what they have in Seattle. Kenneth DK, Walker's yeah. a good young back. DK Metcalf, right? You got Fant there at tight end. Tyler Lockett doesn't age. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, really solid rookie year. Then on defense, like you have two nice young. That defense has talent. It mm-hmm. just doesn't feel like they're well coached um, as you know maybe they should be. So I'm interested to see what direction Seattle goes with. You know, I feel like most head coach hirings right now kind of go with the offensive side of the ball and develop yeah. the offense, but. You know, that defense is so much talent. And if you can bring in like a Vrabel kind of guy or a D'Amico Ryans kind of guy, I think that would be interesting. To your point, though, um, you know, when you're talking about the AFC West, like the NFC West, I mean, you're going to have to go against the Rams and the Niners and Arizona's up and coming, right? What they're going to be building the next couple of years. So that division is going to be really tough. You obviously have one of the best fan bases, one of the best home advantages in the NFL. Seattle it intrigues me, though, what direction they go in, and are they going to be a team that maybe moves up to try and get their quarterback? I know they just paid Geno Smith last offseason, but right. like if Seattle's truly honest with themselves, they're never going to win a Super Bowl under Geno Smith, right? right? Like He's a bridge gap guy. He's a nice player. He's not a guy that you say, okay, that's the face of our franchise. We have found our quarterback. So 
you know, Seattle, they got to find a new head coach. I wonder if they really take this offseason to say to themselves, we paid Geno, but we got a lot of weapons on offense. And if we have any chance of winning this division over the next couple of years with the offenses that the Rams and the Niners and what the, the Cardinals are going to be doing the next couple of years, wonder if they're a team that maybe we're not talking about right now is somebody that's going to trade up in the draft if they're, they're a team to watch. And, and that's the thing with Seattle, right? Like, the defensive side of the ball, I really like Devin Witherspoon. I loved him yeah, in Illinois. Too. He's good against the run. He's a solid corner. Um, I don't think Geno's the guy. I think Geno was a great story. I like Geno, but like you said, he's a bridge quarterback. The problem is where they're at right now, not really football hell, but they have the 16th pick right now. So like you said, they probably have to move up to get their guy. Yeah. Um, I would love to see Jaden Daniels there. Mm. Um, we'll see what ends up happening. with Keith Penix in the state, right? Michael Penix, maybe. That could be interesting. Yeah, I see. I don't know. The only problem with Penix is just the age and the two knee surgeries for me. I mean, if you have a good offensive line, though, and you're able to keep him clean, because that's the only thing. um, I'm not comparing him to Geno, but Geno's great when Geno's throwing from a clean pocket or everything's off play action. Where he struggles is when he's under pressure, which you could say about most quarterbacks. But that's the same thing with Michael Penix. Um, I'm not there with J.J. McCarthy. I don't even know if he's coming out. Quinn Ewer's probably not coming out. So I think you need one of those top guys. Uh, But it'll be interesting with Seattle. One thing I have to say, though, so Pete Carroll, one of the swaggiest coaches of all time, I hated him, but I also kind of loved those USC teams when, like, Snoop Dogg and all the celebrities were on the sidelines, and they had Reggie Bush and Lendell White and Clay Matthews and Matt Leinart. But I'm a Notre Dame fan, and I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, so I've never, probably never been more happy to see a head coach go other than Pete Carroll. God bless him, great career, 73 years old. He's going to remain with the team. But he was behind. He was the head coach. Like, some of my more painful memories as a uh, sports fan, right? So the Notre Dame-Bush push. Thought they were going to be able to beat that USC team. Mm. After the game, I have to see Pete Carroll and his smug face, that smile. <laughs> uh, an illegal play at the time. And then the NFC Championship game. I'm still not over that. Every time that that game comes on NFL Network, I want to throw up. I have to turn it off immediately. I oh, didn't go. Everybody's got I, those I couldn't games. work for a week. I couldn't get out of bed. I swear to God, for three days after that game, Green Bay has a two-score lead. Uh, the Morgan Burnett interception. Julius Peppers waves him down. Onside kick. Russell Wilson in overtime. Touchdown pass. And then there's Pete Carroll once again. And then I had some money on Seattle uh, the next week or two weeks later in that Super Bowl. And all Pete Carroll has to do, give the ball to Marshawn. And he doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I did not have the Patriots in that game. So, yeah, man, I'm kind of glad to see him go. But a hell of a career, Pete. Should we throw out the rumor of Kellen DeBoer? Maybe uh, upgrading from the college in Washington to be the head coach? Because I just talked about Penix, and then my mind was, you know, thinking, and I'm like, you know, we're talking about all these offensive minds. We might have one of the very best right there in your own backyard, Kellen DeBoer. Yeah, I would like to see that. Uh, You know, I I think, though, man, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Harbaugh, because I think if DeBoer was going to leave Washington, that Michigan would be his dream job. Yeah. And he's been tied to that before. I wonder also with some of these organizations, some of these teams, the way that the Matt Rule stuff went down, Chip Kelly, the way that that went down. I wonder how many of these teams are rushing to take the college guy. Well, Lincoln Riley, right? Like two years ago was rumored as, oh, he's going to Dallas. He's going to Dallas. That never happened. Went to USC. And now it seems like nobody wants Lincoln because his teams don't play any defense. Yeah. Yeah. So So that'd be the only thing. It's going to be interesting, though. I mean, Bill Belichick's still in New England, but how much longer is he going to be there? Mm -hmm. Uh, When's that news going to drop? That seems like it's going to drop, like, this Sunday. Yeah. Right? Like, right before the games or in the middle of the games, that's probably going to drop that he's out in New England. Just and then, so they get the headlines. I would expect Vrabel to go there. 
I still, man, I was thinking about this on the way here. I mean, the Pete Carroll news, like you said, he's 73 years old. But with Vrabel, it doesn't make any sense unless there was, like, something behind the scenes. It had to where be. Where he was like, with hey, management. you guys could look like the alpha males here. You could fire me. I'm cool with that. Because has any head coach ever done more with less than Mike Vrabel? Maybe Seriously, Tomlin. though. Maybe Tomlin. Yeah, Tomlin, Maybe, for that, sure. That'd be the only, like, that was the first name that popped into my head. But outside of him. Ryan, with Ryan Tannehill, he got them to the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. And that whole team was banged up. Do you remember Derrick Henry yeah. was out like seven weeks that year too? Yeah. Guy's an unbelievable coach. Derrick man. Henry wasn't even really Derrick Henry until Vrabel kind of took over that job. Because right. I remember when uh, Matt LaFleur was calling plays in Tennessee for whatever reason, he would not use Derrick Henry. And like you said, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. Um, and he you, got Arthur Smith the Falcons job because of how good his offenses were. You have A.J. Brown, in my opinion, top three wide receiver when healthy in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And you trade him away for pretty See, they much were the nothing. Never, they were never the same after that. No. And I think that's part of – I just think him in the front office just butted heads. Yeah. I do. And I think that's a different situation in Seattle because the first thing that popped in my head was, oh, man, even like maybe the game's passed Pete by. Maybe he's lost the locker room because he's old. Yeah. But then you you remember it's Pete Carroll. Like I said, he's a swaggy dude. But um, I thought maybe him and the management, him and the organization, the GM were butting heads. But no, nah, if he's going to stick with the team, if he's going to be an advisor, I would assume probably still a good relationship right there. I think he's just getting old. He's tired. He's like, hey, I still want to work in football, but I can't be here every single day, man. Speaking of the Titans, uh, according to Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet on Twitter, Tennessee has requested to interview Raiders interim head coach Antonio Pierce for their vacant head coaching job. They, just tell me there's no way that Al Davis makes the mistake of letting him leave Las Vegas. Like, he can't. The money that they have tied down to Gruden McDaniels is one thing. Plus, you already went through this with Bisaccia, where he led your team to the playoffs, he had an inspiring run, and you didn't want to give him the head coaching job. Now you have Raiders players coming out and telling you they want this guy to be their head coach. Defense played really well under Pierce, and they also have to find their quarterback, but... Ryan, I just if if Al Davis lets uh if if he lets Antonio Pierce walk, man, I mean that's just it's a big no no. I agree, and I like a couple weeks ago I was like they can't really hire him um, because I don't know how good he is, but the team bought in. I mean, offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, that defense played so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's what that Mark Davis? Sorry, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what that situation? What that seems like is um. They have to do their due diligence, right? Mm-hmm. They have to interview these candidates. And it's kind of weird because it's like with Antonio Pierce, it's like, hey, you got to leave the building for like two, three days. He's probably just chilling on the strip right now. And I know he's going to take other jobs, but I would be shocked if they didn't go that route. You know, it's kind of like the Carolina situation. They had their guy. They and did, maybe man. it's not the best guy, but if the locker room, I mean, if you completely change the culture in that, like during that season, yes. I mean, you kind of have to go with that guy. Agreed. And you saw it, even with the vets, Devontae Adams, um, originally, obviously, wanted to be there. He wanted to play with Derek Carr. And then there were rumors like he wanted to be moved. And then Antonio Pierce takes over, and he's like, no, I like it here. You know, I want to stick around here. Yep. They still need a quarterback. Obviously, they still have to fix up that roster, but I think he should be the guy. At least give him a chance. No, I, I agree. So Mark Davis can't make that mistake. He's, he's got to go with Pierce. I think the Carolina comparison's a really good one. Like, people forget how bad Carolina was also last year, too. At the start we don't forget the because we bet them every single week. Uh, oh, last, last season. season. Yeah, they yeah. were terrible. And yeah. then, you know, Wilkes takes over. Ryan, in week 17, they had a chance of winning that division. They had that game against the Bucks where they were winning, yeah. and then Tampa came back. But Carolina was right there. They were playing great football. It just... Yeah, I don't think the Raiders can make that mistake. So I know the Titans are requesting an interview. 
Maybe, you know, Pierce will, will take it and listen to what they have to say. Maybe he'll play a little hardball with the Raiders as well. Yeah. But I just, I don't think Mark Davis will make that same mistake. I think he's going to be the head coach. So uh, we will continue talking about this, talking about some NFL news. We'll also talk about the Bears, what they did today, getting rid of their offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. The Giants also decide to mutually part ways with Wink Martindale. What that means, we'll talk about the Commanders opening and uh, the Panthers as well. Is, is there going to be anybody out there that wants to take that job? We're just getting started. You better, you bet. Presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath filling in for Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.